expressed in this podcast are the opinions of Life on the Ledge podcast and its guest. The content should not be taken as medical advice. Please consult your healthcare professional or your mental health care professional with questions. Back at it again, guys. It's Life on the Ledge podcast. Today, we're going to talk about relationships and narcissism and everything else in between. Today's guest is Donna. Donna, welcome. Thanks for having me. So, please give us an idea about your trials and tribulations. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you tell me. You tell me. I mean, where do you feel... You, I mean, because to me, realizing what we've been through in the past few months and years with dating and finding out about narcissism and all the fun TikTok videos we've shared on the uh, the uh, Life on the Ledge podcast, Instagram pages and Facebook and what have you, saying you know about what narcissists do to us, I think. We need to tell the story about your narcissist and how it affected you. Yeah, and we have spoke about this on numerous occasions pretty much every day that I wasn't at his house. We would pretty much spend at least a good hour a day on the phone with each other talking about... Um, what these people do to us and how similar our stories are. Um, yeah, it's it's funny because you don't really you don't really this is hard to do. <laughs> well, it's all it's, it's all weird. It's all weird until you. Uh... Like I said, it's fun and games when you're on a phone, but it's a whole other conversation when you had a microphone in your face yes, and it's recording. That's for sure. It's a whole nother, whole, whole nother, uh Like, and we, we can sit there and talk for hours and not even think twice about what we're talking about. Exactly. Um, but yeah, when you have a microphone in, in your face, it's a little difficult to even know where to start. Um... Yeah, it's it's funny. So I'll call him B since usually when we would text each other, I would always use a little B emoji, so it's easier. Right. <laughs> um, so I met B online, and really he seemed like he was a very charismatic, um, sexy fun individual mm -hmm. um, but as time went on things like like you don't see those red flags like they have a way of pulling the wool over your eyes so you don't see those red flags as clearly you kind of um I don't know you're you're just so like in awe of these people that you don't see these things um the thing with the thing with B was he okay so we we've spoke about it before I'm I think I'm a very empathetic person and the thing with the narcissist is I think we seek these people out um, thinking that we're going to help them. And what we just spoke about earlier, we think we're going to help them and in, term, in terms fixes us as the, at the same time. Right. Um, but I think a lot of people don't realize that that's not the case. I think we do more damage to ourselves. Um, and we probably do damage to them, too, in a way. Um, because of just the toxicity of the relationship. So which makes me wonder, are we... 
See, that's funny you say that. So then I start to wonder, shit, are we toxic in that capacity? Or are we just feeding off their toxicity to feed us? I think we feed off of each other's toxicity. I think we look for something. So I think as an empath, we look for people who are damaged because we are damaged in a way um, and then we try to fix them to fix ourselves. But because we can't fix them, it causes this toxic behavior in between us. Um, and I think, and I mean, and it really becomes toxic in some relationships. I mean, look, in some relationships, it even becomes abusive. Um, in our relationship, it didn't become that way. He was never an abusive person physically. Mentally, yes. Um, very abusive mentally. And, and it would almost be like, like, they do things, we don't even realize how bad they're hurting us. It's like we don't even really see it until we're getting to the point where we're almost done with them, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and then you start to see, like, we sat there and discussed things and it's like, you don't even realize the things that have gone on in the full relationship you know and then you watch all these videos and things about narcissism and you know it's like holy shit I, I can't believe that that's exactly what he used to do to me you know or or what he was trying to pull you know um yeah, it's 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 a weird situation, um, and so many people go through it, and I don't really think they know how to get out of those relationships. I don't even know how to get out of the relationship. I mean, to this day, I think what eight years later, I still think I'm still somehow weirdly. Well, like that one video you showed me earlier is like the drug addicted. Right. I mean, I think we're all addicted, uh, a little bit addicted to some capacity. Right. And I start to feel as if, shit, I may, I may have those addicted tendencies that if I started a new relationship, it, would this person be able to come in and say, hello, and now all of a sudden I'm confused, I'm, I'm distraught, I'm all fucked up because now this person is like, hello again, you know? Right. And now I don't know how to be happy because of them. Correct. Um, and like right now, and it's probably too soon for me to go out and date. However, um, you know, in my mind, I think it's more like, hey, I want to go out and do all of the things that I didn't get from him. You know, I want to go out on dates. He never took me on a date but one time in almost two years, you know, um, because it's always about them, not about what you want. And they somehow turn it around like, hey, it's about me and I need you to do this for me and I need you to be here for me. Um, and we end up just forgetting who we are and what we want and be like okay I'm here for you um you know and thinking that this is the way to their heart or something and it's really not because no matter how much no matter what you do they'll still continue to treat you like shit mm, fair um, enough and, and what you were saying about, you know, being, like, addicted to them, you know, that's the thing. Like, if he were to call me or text me right now, I mean, I couldn't even trust myself to be, like, not wanting to go over there. You know, I still look at his texts. I still look at his Twitter, like, fuck, what is he doing? 
Right. You know, I mean, I I, I want to know what he's doing because, yeah, as the empath in me, I want to make sure he's okay. I want him to be all right. I don't want anything bad to happen to him. Although, would he care if something happened to me? No, because that's happened in our relationship. All right. I've needed him several times, and he was never there. But yet, I don't see that red flag that popped up to say, this guy is not here for you. What are you doing? Right. Well, I guess I should ask the question then. Uh, how did this all come apart? As to how did you meet? We met on Bumble. Um, it was. It's funny because online dating sucks. Um, especially when you get to a certain age, like, you know, people in their 20s, it's easy to date. Um, and, and I think when you, as you get older, you're, so for women, I think women's expectations grow. Like, you know, this is what I want out of a guy. This is what I could tolerate. This is what I can't. Um... And men, I think it's a little different. I feel that they've been traumatized by women who are maybe too needy. Um, so now they're like, I don't want any drama. I don't want any neediness. I don't want somebody texting me every five minutes. Um, where are you at? What are you doing? Accusing me. Um, so when you get these two these men who have been injured by women and these women who have been injured by men but want these high standards now and won't settle well it's very hard for them to compromise and form any kind of union because you know everybody's expectations are way too high so it's hard um when I met him online, conversation went well. We met each other, and like I said, he was, gosh, I mean, extremely, extremely sexy. Like, his, his, you know, charisma um, was so sexy. He was very much a man's man. Um... But his consistency was amazing, which men lack these days. So, so yeah, he was unlike any other. And, you know, we started to date. You know, we made, it was, of course, the beginning of COVID times. So, you didn't really have a lot of options. So, it was like, hey, you know, he's kind of cool. I'll stick with him. I don't want to go, you know, out dating other people. Um, see how it goes. And we just kind of, I think, I think one of our problems was we got kind of pushed into it because of COVID. So it, I think if COVID didn't happen, we might have not progressed the way we did. Mm -hmm. Maybe. Do you think you were looking for a relationship more so than trying to let one happen? Probably. Yeah, because I feel like I'm getting old and, you know, sure. I, I even, I, I thought about that myself, like, you know, yeah, I don't want to be alone. I don't want to be a lonely person or be by myself. I want to spend my life with someone. So, so sure, this guy comes along. He seems great. Everything's going well. COVID happens. So we're kind of thrown into getting to know each other better instead of dating multiple people to see who's a better match. Um, yeah. I think it just kind of happened. We got thrown in and yeah, it was like, yeah, maybe this is my last person. I don't know. That's funny you asked that question. 
Well, do you think you should have been dating multiple people at that time as opposed to just focusing on him? So, I'm not really one to date multiple people. If I'm dating someone, I'm maybe dating like a couple people seeing, you know, who's a better match for me. Um, at the time that I met him, I was talking to one other person. We had went on a couple of dates. Um, I probably would have been a better match with him, but his consistency lacked. And it was like, okay, well, is this guy gonna take me out again? You know, I mean, I don't wanna be the one asking out. You know, what are we doing here? Um, and he was just really into his work, which is fine. You want to be into your work, but, you know, it's not hard to show interest. I mean, if you're interested in somebody, show interest. It's not hard to do. Um, but B showed a lot of interest. He did the good mornings. How are you during the day? Are you coming over this, you know, on Friday? Um, the good nights, the phone calls. He did all of that. Um, and you don't see that with men. It was very attractive. Okay. So, where do you, where do you think, because I, if relationships are 50-50 streets, I know I accept responsibility for where I went wrong, but I guess I start to wonder if you had to splice it in quarters. In that first quarter of when you were going through that, but he was showing the consistency, showing you everything you wanted to see. Do you think there were red flags there that you didn't see that you can look back on and say, I saw that red flag, but I ignored it? You know, the red flags that I found from him was he wasn't letting me get close to him. Mm -hmm. um, he was very private. Um, very private with his personal life. Like, and, and, and I get that because I didn't really tell, like, you know, my mom, I didn't tell her I was dating him. Um, he wasn't telling his parents he was dating anyone. Um, but it was more so like, Okay, come over on Friday, um, and we'll hang out. And then at a certain time, it was okay. I'm gonna rat, you know. I'm I'm shutting it down now. Was his um, was was his words that he would say? I, I, it's time for me to shut it down. Um, and that I knew it was time for me to leave. And I was a little bit under the impression, like, okay, well, what am I, just coming over here to, to have sex with you? And then now you're telling me to leave? Is there another woman? Um, you know, am I just the Friday girl? What's going on here? You know? Right. Um, but he had mentioned that he was having some health issues, and... You know, so I had to, I had to believe him because, you know, I mean, I really trust people until they prove me wrong. So I trusted him and I kind of felt that he was maybe not trying to get as close because of his health issues. He would flat out say, in the beginning, um, with his health issues, 
I don't know. I can't be the boyfriend you need me to be. He said it right from the beginning. Right. And that was probably a red flag that I very much so missed because I was looking for a boyfriend. I'm looking for this relationship to grow and, you know, I mean, look, I, I if you're going to if you're going to invest in somebody, you invest in them and if it doesn't work out then you call it okay it's we're not for each other right but if you invest in them and think you're for each other well then eventually you want to you know well you become boyfriend and girlfriend then you maybe live together you know then you become engaged and get married you know it's like that that's the process that is in my head as a woman okay and i think that's where i get i think i get discombobulated because you know being married twice and sitting there thinking to myself I don't think I ever actually dated and when I did it was I went from having sex with this person hanging out with them and it was just a purely sexual relationship to boom we're dating Mm -hmm. and it was never really and we were just hanging out and boom we're dating so I don't think I ever really understood the timeline of dating, where it's the, the whole courtship and we're right. seeing each other, we're dating, we're boyfriend and girlfriend, mm. we're, you know, so it was just like... It's, it's very different these days, and at our age, it's different. Right. Um, it's not like back when we were 20, where... You know, you were dating and courting a woman. You were always hanging out, and then all of a sudden, your boyfriend, girlfriend. Right. Um, these days, it's like a, you're very unaware of what you are to another person, and unless you specify, hey, you know, like like I did in the very beginning with him. You know, if we're going to be having sex with each other. Um, you know that that to me i mean i don't have to be your girlfriend at the moment you know because we're still in the beginning of their relationship so putting that title on it so soon i get but if we're going to be having sex well then we're exclusive because i'm not going to you know I'm not going to come over on Friday and have sex with you knowing you had sex with somebody else yesterday. Right. Um, So we made it very clear that, hey, we're exclusively seeing each other, dating or whatever. We're not titled at the moment. Um, If we have sex with somebody else out of respect you tell that person you know Mm -hmm. um and there's no i mean you can't say oh well you cheated on me because we're not boyfriend and girlfriend but out of respect i'm not gonna you know say hey stick yourself inside me after i've been with somebody just a minute ago you know because it's just it's not right so we had that respect about each other um now when you get to that boyfriend girlfriend stage like we were already four months in and and i'm like well shit you know i want the title now i'm here for four months you know i'm showing you that i'm a loyal person that i'm into you that i want to be with you um i want that title and i talked to him about it and he he was like i don't I don't do titles. I'm not into titles. I um, I don't want to put a title on this. Why can't we just be the way we are and just have it go? And then, and as a woman, in my head, I'm like, okay, well, what? We're just going to just date and have sex for 20 years? You know, I mean, no, that's not what I'm looking for. You know, I want to grow with somebody. So if you're not going to move forward, forward if we don't have the same relationship goals there's a problem right um but i really liked him 
so I said okay we'll see how it goes but yeah it's I, I, for men and women I it's we each have different relationship goals but in the end they all have to be going the same direction see I think when when I was dealing with my narcissist I just wanted to be happy I just wanted to live in the comfort of knowing I was living in happiness and living my truth with this person and her and I were going out of our way to make each other happy and that's all I wanted and I thought that was truly possible but my issue became I only saw my truth my vision of what a future would be with this person versus and I don't want to sit there and say I didn't ask her because I felt like when I had conversations with her I was saying this is what I want for us and she would agree right. but at the same time I started to wonder was she just uh-huh 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 you know agreeing with right, me and right. not really hearing me and I started to wonder is that what he was doing with you was he just sure yeah yeah sure see the thing was with him he was very upfront mm -hmm. so he would never be the yeah okay sure guy um he would pretty much say no i don't want that or i'm not to that point and that and that was the thing he was like i'm not to that point yet um and he goes when I'm to that point when I want you as my girlfriend I will say I want you as my girlfriend he goes when I fall in love with you I will say I'm in love with you um, you know and, 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 and it was like and I get that but at the same time I was really trying hard working on this relationship and I think that's one of the problems that we have um, getting these people or you know trying to get this relationship out of somebody or you know whatever um, we try so hard and when they see this person trying so hard I think they play that a little bit because they know that this person look at all look at what this person is doing for me look at how this right. person wants me this person wants me um so when a person when you want somebody when you want somebody it's always somebody like that you can't have fully you know like they're pushing you away to some extent and it makes you chase them um, they were being the ones who were being chased they weren't chasing us right so therefore I think they kind of just took that as hey this person's willing to go far for me and I'm gonna play that a little bit and I'm gonna get what I want out of them and to where I they didn't have to really give us a lot we showed them that we loved them even though they didn't do a lot that we were willing to take whatever they would give us right. and be happy with it yeah instead of knowing really what we're worth um, and being like look this is an equal and, and in relationships look there's I believe in a relationship that's pretty equal now is there times where somebody needs more sure where somebody needs you know 70% and the other person gives 30% and you know then it then it switches the other person you know needs 60 and this person gives 40 
you know, but in the end, it all balances out. You can't constantly be giving someone 80% and only getting 20% back. That's the problem. And that's what we're doing with these people is we keep giving and giving and they keep taking and taking and giving us the bare minimums. Right. And we're allowing it to happen. And, and, and that's how I felt because I, I think I felt like I was, like I've said to you once before, I was I felt like I was, you know, the donkey with the carrot to get the donkey to walk. You know, if I dangle the carrot in front of his face with the stick and I keep putting it in front, the donkey will keep walking and he'll keep going and keep going and won't question how far he's walking or how tired he is or how exhausted mentally he is because he wants that carrot. So in that capacity, I felt like she dangled the carrot of relationship in front of my face to keep me in check or to keep me feeling as if you have something to look forward to when in actuality, there was no pot of gold at the end of the rainbow or there was no payoff. But it was like, oh, we're going to do this. We're going to live happily ever after. We're going to do that. Oh, I want you to come over for Thanksgiving and be with me or be by my side at Christmas. Right. And then those days come and go and there's no me. There's no her. There's right. no us. And then I'm bitching about it like, what the hell? Yeah. Yeah, and it's funny because, you know, these people are like, well, you let this happen for all this time. You know, why are you complaining now? Why are you complaining now about what you want? Right. You know, that's that's the thing. We let these people think they could get away with it. Um, and therefore they did. So, it, we do share some responsibility in how these people treat us. Um, although, we stick around and try to do as much as we can to see if we could get this relationship that we dream about with them. Um, when in reality, we we know deep down that it's never going to happen. This, yeah, and that's the fun part about it. We know it's never going to happen. We know it's never well, going we to never happen. Knows that we, we know in our soul it's never going to happen. But we still try. We still try. Like I said, if he were to call me or text me, I would be right there i mean he's he's done it a million times to me to where it's like you know we're not talking to each other and then all of a sudden he calls like nothing ever happened and therefore it just reels you back in you know to be like okay maybe this person is going to be the person i need him to be because we want them to be that so much right um and i think a lot of it is they really like killed i don't want to say our self-esteem but like our our sense of self-worth that um we have a hard time going out and thinking we could find somebody else because they kind of destroyed us in that way well, see, it's funny you say that because I would, I would often, I, I did an episode of before, and this kid said, you know, he felt like he was um, jinxed or he, he was, uh, and I was like, <laughs> I'm like, dude, this is your first girlfriend and you're already talking about you felt cursed or jinxed. I'm like, shit, I know people in their late 40s, early 50s that have felt the same way for years. So, you know, you saying that now is just amazing to me. I mean, hell, I'm I'm, I'm 50 and I've always I've started wondering that, like, why is my life so cursed in that way? But at the same time, it's not. It's just the way 
I feel like it's the way we think. I feel, um, what was that saying I heard somebody say, if you have a, I may not have, I may not be addicted to this or addicted to that, but my personality has an addiction and that addiction is love. Mm -hmm. We want to be loved. We want to be appreciated. We want somebody to um, refill the picture of water that is that we want to fill somebody with. Right. That love we want to give somebody. But the problem is, um, they have a, a 32 ounce cup that's empty and we want to fill it for them. The problem is, we have a a cup size of water that we're trying to give them all we have to offer right and then they're not refilling our cup yeah that's the thing they they take it and they don't refill it and that was one of the things with um him and i i like i went to extremes for this guy I mean to where I changed a lot um, it was like it started from the very beginning like going to his house he was like um, your clothes smell like softener I'm allergic to it um, don't use that anymore so like I would start not using softener in my clothes, which I still don't use softener in my clothes. Mm -hmm. um, I had my mom stop using softener in her clothes. Um, he didn't like makeup, so I did very minimal makeup, if any. He didn't like hair, you know, stuff in your hair, so I didn't use a lot of product in my hair. Um, he wanted, I, I think a lot of his thing was he wanted a mother figure, mm -hmm. um, and me being like the nurturer, um, I was like the perfect match for that because, you know, I was always like, sure, I'll do this for you. I'll do this for you. Do you want me to go to the store for you? What can I get you? What can I do for you? You know, it would be like he would drop the remote right in front of his feet. And he'd be like, can you pick it up? So I, I could be like cuddled up in a blanket on, on the couch. And instead of him just reaching down to grab it, I would unwrap myself and get up and go pick it up for him. I'd sit down, oh, I forgot my water, could you grab it? I'd go, it was almost like he played this game. It was almost like this, um, let me see how far she'll go before I piss her off. Right. You know, oh, and then I'd sit back down. Oh, I forgot my medication. It's in the room. Could you go get it? So now this is my third trip uh, being unwrapped out of the blanket, you know, after I wrapped myself up and going to get it for him. Um, you know, it was just... And, and I don't know. And, and, and so I would start to, you know, this thing started to annoy me after a while. Um, to where in the beginning I was like, look, he wants the nurture, he wants somebody, he wants this caring, empathetic person. I am that person and I can be that person. Um, but when I need you, when I'm like, hey, you know, I forgot this or I did this. Oh yeah, I can't get up because you know I'm. I just sat down in this position. And I'm all comfortable. So what can you do for me in, a, in response right. to that? Yeah. But see, I, that's why I start to wonder. Like, are we? If this person did this to us in that capacity took and took and took these people took from us 
and we kept giving, kept giving, kept giving with the with the assumption we would they would open their eyes and see like a blind person. Right. I start to wonder was it them just being happy that they had somebody to feed off of? Hmm. You know, feed from from us giving. Or or were we just not the ones they wanted? And they just took from whatever they could get. I think they just take. See, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure everybody's different. Um, with him, I'm not really sure because I, I think he just wanted a replacement of his mother mm-hmm. and his ex-fiance. I think his ex-fiance left him because of the same reasons, you know, that I finally, all these red flags came up. Um, I think he wanted somebody like his mom, but his mom's getting old and can't do the things that he wants someone to do, you know, and be there for him and whatever. Um, so, so yeah, it's like, and and here's the thing, like, about the girlfriend stuff, he didn't, I was never the girlfriend, I was never the girlfriend, but I finally got the title when I met him at the hospital. Um, it was almost like I met, I met him at the hospital, and I was there, I stayed with him, um... And the very next day, and then I stayed, that was, I think, the first night I spent the night at his house because I was never allowed to spend the night. Mm -hmm. You know, like, he didn't want me to get that close to him. Um, That first night I spent the night, you know, because I was there, I was worried about him. I wanted to make sure he was okay. You know, he was in the emergency room. Um... The next day he was calling me his girlfriend. Like, all of a sudden, I earned the title of being girlfriend because I was there for him like a mother figure. Um, Little did I know that that was probably the worst thing I could have done because after that, it was like... He was expected of me to take care of him. Um, It was expected of me to stay with him and uproot my life and be at his house, you know, with minimal things. Like, Like, I lived out of a bag out of his house. I didn't, I didn't even get a closet until over a year of, of pretty much being at his house. Um, and I still had, you know, my clothes in a bag in the closet that weren't hung up, you know? Right. So, like, like to where it was pretty much like you could... If I don't want you here, all you got to do is take your bag and you're gone. There's there's no, you know, he would pretty much say, this is my house. Just remember, this is my house, not yours. Like, you don't live here, even though I was there for months and months at a time. Um, but yeah, it's like, like that first night um, that... I went to the emergency room and I stayed with him. I think if I wouldn't have done that, I wouldn't have been his girlfriend and I think we would have grown apart because I would have gotten frustrated to where we weren't, you know, progressing. Right. Um, but instead, I was happy that, oh my God, he's calling me his girlfriend now and, you know, I'm this caring 
nurturer for him he this is what he needs this i'm i'm what he needs um but then i kind of lost my identity and was like well, what what do i what does donna need donna needs a lot that she's not getting right and that's what i sit there and think to myself like we lost ourselves and we didn't know what we wanted we didn't know what we needed and we didn't fight for our identity we were happy we were happy with this new identity that they created for us right and i think that's what frustrates me the most like because we gave ourselves that new identity they didn't give us new names and new identification we just accepted the identity that was given to us. Right. And we just ran with it. Yeah, and it wasn't even, and you see, the thing is, it's it wasn't even me. Like, I was always the type of person to, hey, wanna hang out with my friends, want to go out and have fun. I was always, you know, being in my late 40s, I always felt like I was much younger than I was. I I wanted to go out and do things that I didn't do for the last 10, 15 years. Um, and he was the person who didn't go out of his house, stayed on his couch. And therefore, here, all of a sudden, here's Donna, a new person that just stayed on a couch all day and watched TV with this guy who was sick, who needed him, needed his girlfriend to be there to mother him. Um, yeah, that wasn't me. I mean, sure, I'm a very nurturing person. If somebody called me in the middle of the night and said, I need you, I would be right there, which he has many times. And here I am getting up at one o'clock in the morning, traveling an hour away to go make sure he's okay, not caring what happens to me. Right. You know? But see, I think that when, when, it was, when it happened to me, I think, when I became numb to my situation, I, my anger was time. Time and acknowledgement. I wanted to be acknowledged about my existence. I wanted time. I wanted to be seen. I didn't want to have to hide, um, have to be hidden and people not know who I was. So that aggravated me. And then it was all the constant sneaking around like nobody can know who I am, like I was the big secret. Right. And that's the thing with these people. Mm -hmm. I don't know why it's such a secret. I don't know if it's... I, I wonder if they have people that they speak with on the side. Mm -hmm. Um... I mean, and, and, you know, I don't know because I never, even though, hey, trust me, I looked, I tried to see if I could catch him in something um, because to me it just seems so strange that, hey, why wouldn't you want me as a Facebook friend or why wouldn't you follow my social media um, business pages or you know whatever I was such a secret to people mm -hmm. um, you know it, it was just very strange um, and I'm very much like a person who hey I, I want that acknowledgement yeah time was the first thing for me because originally I was only the Friday girl and I even said I'm only the Friday fuck that was my you know thing I said right to him what am I right you know I'm only coming on Fridays because on Saturdays he would watch fights I like to watch the fights too I like to watch the fights before he even 
knew me, you know? Right. I'd be going with my friends to the bars to watch the fights. Um, you know, but it was like, that was his time. He didn't want, he didn't want a woman in, involved in that, you know? Um, he didn't want a woman there while he watched football on Sunday. Um, it was just very odd, you know. See, that's what also makes me wonder because, because of them, I start to wonder, shit, are they ruining me for other relationships or am I ever going to be able to be okay in a relationship because of them? Because I feel like I broke up with her because she couldn't give me what I needed. Then I acted out because I needed. I was so frustrated and angry. Mm-hmm. Then I went back. And then out of frustration, I was just like, why am I continuing trying to beat my head in, into the brick wall trying to get this person to see me? And then out of frustration, I kept doing it. I kept right. doing it. And then every day thereafter, when I kept doing it, I just like one day I was like, I don't think I cared anymore because I was just like, I... I grew so numb to the situation that I didn't care anymore. Mm-hmm. And the more I didn't care, the more I didn't think about it anymore because I didn't get the time I wanted. I wasn't getting the attention I wanted from her. I guess I just began to feel like I'm driving myself crazy for somebody who has their own agenda and not explain it to me what that agenda is and because they're not I'm confused because I don't know where I stand because I don't know where I stand once again now I'm sitting here dangling in the wind like a leaf like okay what the fuck am I doing right and and it sounds like that's essentially what he had you doing is like dangling in the wind like just be here and be happy with that right just be happy with what you got and it's it's funny because a lot of the times he even said like well i told you this is how it's going to be i can't give you what you want um you know so yeah it's kind of just hey you don't like it there's the door sort of thing but do we want to walk away no I invested time Um, in our hearts we know this person isn't going to change for us Um, and and maybe that's one of the reasons why it's like oh I have to change for them which is what I did. I changed a lot of things, but it still doesn't make it any better. Still didn't make them want me anymore or treat me any better or anything. Right. Um, yeah, it's... I mean, do you feel like you were trying to like look at me, look what, I, look what I'm capable of doing for you? No, you see, I never really put that. He did that to me, like, look at me sort of thing. Um, He would always like, well, look, I I bought you groceries and I bought you all the things that you like. Can't you see? Can't you see the things that I'm doing for you? You know, maybe I'm not the best boyfriend, but... Look at I, I hope you can see the things that I do for you or 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 try to do as as a boyfriend and trying to be a better boyfriend. But the funny thing was he would always make sure I knew how good he treated all of his ex girlfriends. I was the best boyfriend. I did all these things. And I would always say, Well, where the fuck is that guy? Because I mean, I'd like to know who he is because right. you say these things, you promise these things, but then you're not him. But see, and and that's the thing, and that's I think that's the thing that fucks my head up because that's what makes me wonder: 
if you were like that for them, why do I get? Why not why am I, me? Why not me? Why right. am I getting the shitty version of you? What did I do? Why? Right. But I think a lot of that. Maybe you didn't chase after them. Maybe they were the chasers. Right. You know, here's the thing. Like, when I went on vacation, here he was calling me all the time um, during vacation. He was getting pissed. We were arguing. But then when I got back from vacation, well, actually, well, well first when I was there at the end, you know, he was like, I'm sorry, I love you, blah, 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 blah. Um, I get back from vacation and my goodness, he said like all of the most amazing things that I've never heard from any guy ever. Um, and he said, you know, when you were on vacation, I was afraid I was going to lose you. He goes, I'm sorry for acting the way I did, but... Um, you know, it, it's one thing that you're an hour away, you're still reachable. Um, but being, you know, 2,000 miles away, and I'm scared. I was afraid that I, you know, I don't know, is she going to meet another man? Is something going to happen to her? Is she going to get hurt? You know, and he's saying all these things. And, and it made me realize that I didn't want to live without you. And I was like, holy shit. I never thought I'd hear these words from this guy. You know, right. these, this is the guy that I'm looking for. This is the guy that he said he was to everyone else. Exactly. And and I finally got him. I finally pulled it out of him. But you know what? It was funny because he was like, well, how come you're not like, you know, any woman that would hear these things would be like, oh my God, and be like falling all over in love like oh my god like these things are the greatest things yeah they were but i was skeptical because i knew him right you know so and i even told him that i'm like i'm skeptical because i don't believe that you're going to do all these things he said he said i'll make sure that i do everything in my power to treat you good and to do all the things and you know all these things that I, 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 you deserve so much, and I owe you so much. I, I owe you, you know, to dinners, and we, like I said, we never had gone out on a date, ever. And besides, like coffees, we were in the middle of COVID. You know, we went to coffee dates, but it wasn't even really anything, and, um. I was very skeptical about it and I didn't believe him so I kind of wasn't going to fall over head over heels for all this bullshit. Right. Um, to me, they were only words and that's what I said. You know, and he was a little, I think he was a little butthurt about, you know, me not falling over these words. <laughs> yeah, they, they get they get butthurt about that stuff real quick when you don't fall for those right. words. And and it was funny because I was like, look, I need to see actions. Words are words. Right. You, and he's like, well, have you ever heard these words from anyone else? I mean, guys don't talk. And I'm like, no, they're great words. I love them. Absolutely. But I'm not going to just take it at face value and be like okay and um you know for my birthday it was funny because like i hadn't seen anything from him i was pissy about it finally for my birthday he took me out he did what he was supposed to and i was like holy shit he finally is getting gonna get it right right but then what was that how many months ago 
for tuning in this week. Uh, we're going to pause this episode one because this conversation got really intense. We got even deeper in episode two. So I'm going to stop it this week so that way we can go ahead and get started to get you guys ready for episode two. So please stay tuned. There's more to come. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to join the conversation, you can email us at lifeonthelinchpodcast at yahoo.com. Give us a call or text at 872-703-8500. Don't forget to hit the like button to subscribe. Give us a rating. It shows us you appreciate what we're doing. Don't forget, you can follow us on social media at Life on the Ledge Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. It's soon to be Snapchat and Twitter. Take care.